Welcome back to New Nine, the Two Lights podcast. My name is Sumaya, and this is Essil. Hi. We have to find a less awkward. I love how you always say that, and then I go hi. It's just because it's like this is, and you can't yeah. see. One this day you is. guys will be able to see us. Be able Eventually, to we'll record video. Inshallah. Um. Anyway, so today we are talking about something very different mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, something very relatable, I think, to a lot of people who are our age, um, especially in the teenage girl mm-hmm. sort of spectrum. Um, it's an important topic, though, and it's something that unfortunately has been becoming increasingly more and more common, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So today we really wanted to dive into the whole concept of um, like self-love and body dysmorphia and all the different things that that leads to in terms of like mental illness, I guess. Um, Now, I just want to give a quick disclaimer before we start the episode. We are going to be talking about this from, you know, like a girl perspective, a female perspective. Now, that's not to say that guys don't go through the same thing, because of course, there are plenty of guys that I'm sure, you know, have body dysmorphia and they go through, you know, eating disorders and all that kind of stuff, but we just don't, we don't have that perspective. We don't Mm -hmm. have that, um, you know, obviously we are not guys, so we don't, we don't know how that is from that side of things. Um, So again, just a disclaimer, we are going to be referring to it just as, you know, from a female perspective, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. to the other um, side as well. So yeah, that's, that's the topic for today. A little bit of a heavy heavier one yeah and we're also going to branch out i think into just more general insecurities i suppose that we that that are commonly faced as girls most of them have to do with the way we look because unfortunately there is such a emphasis on it in the society that we live in um so we'll be branching out a little bit too so it becomes maybe just a little bit more relatable for everybody yeah and and just tying it all into the value of women especially Mm -hmm. in islam Um, so I guess to start off our discussion with like social media and all the stuff that Mm -hmm. we see on there, it's, I guess it can be very easy for lots and lots of girls, especially, and this is something that's so sad, but you see it from such a young age now, like 10 year old girls who like refer to themselves as like fat or something. Yeah. Something has to do with their body type, weight, whatever. And it's so, so sad. Like it's sad any age but especially Mm -hmm. when a girl is so young and she's supposed to really be enjoying her childhood and not having these worries and then you see it and you're just kind of like that is so it's so sad to see and Mm -hmm. it's like how do we put a stop to these kinds of things how do we like I don't know it's yeah it's just it's really interesting because like I feel like it's been happening for so, so long. It's kind of instilled into us as a society, as a community, as a whole. Like, you know, you see, you learn from the people around you. Whether yeah. And, like, not only that, but, like, even, like, television from, like, a young age, the beautiful characters are what? They have, like, small waists and big this and this, yeah. that, you know? All of these, like, beauty standards and things that most of the time you cannot obtain. They're not realistic, you know? Yeah. But because that's what defines beauty, um, which is a whole other issue in and of itself is the definition of beauty. Right. Um, 
it ends up being instilled from a young age because you can't avoid those things, you yeah. know? And I definitely do believe that there has been a movement to try and counter that, like, love your body for the way it is and this and that. Like, that's great, but I feel like that's also caused more problems in and of itself to the point where, like, now people are trying to, like, oh, they can wear whatever they want and this and that, but then, like, you try to fit into, like, an outfit that just you don't feel amazing in, but because yeah. society now is telling you wear what you want, if you want to wear that crop top, go wear it, but you might not be comfortable wearing that, you know? Yeah. And we see that more often than not, and then it also kind of, the people that don't want to dress like that, they also feel excluded almost. Yeah. So I feel like the movement of trying to make things more normalized has also caused issues in and of itself it causes issues because it's still focusing on the wrong thing exactly like like i understand great like you're trying to counter the whole mm -hmm. like don't be you know don't be so focused on you know your insecurities and stuff but you're still placing a focus on the body at the end of exactly. the day exactly you know what i mean and i just think that like for me this is something that's so like it's such an important topic for me because i've gone through this kind of stuff too mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so it's like it's so hard for me to see other people going through it because I know exactly how they feel, yeah. you know? And the amount of times over the course of the last, like, four years especially that I've had people, friends, who, like, I look at and they are very visibly going through something. They're very visibly, like, you know, just just hating, hating themselves, making comments about their bodies, yeah. starving themselves. The amount of people I've had that have come to me and, like, talked to me about it, it's, it's so... It's so heartbreaking because it's yeah. like, why is this happening so commonly? Why mm -hmm. is it that everywhere I look, it's like there's a girl who's focused on what she's eating, who's always making a comment about, oh, my God, I barely ate anything today. Yeah. Or about her weight or about her body type or I wish I looked like this. I wish I was skinnier. Mm -hmm. I wish I was this. It's like when you're trying your best to, like, love yourself and you're surrounded by that constantly, it can be really hard to move yeah. out of that because it's kind of like no matter where you turn – there's going to be a woman saying something about something that has to do with her body. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh. It's always it's always the focus point of a topic. And I've noticed, it, regardless if you're talking with teenagers or adults, it's, just, yeah. it's always hurt, overheard somewhere, you know? Like, yeah. oh, like, I could never look good in that, or oh this, or yeah. oh that. And it's just like, then it becomes kind of the conversation of like, how when you go through that for so long, how can you even love yourself for who you are? Like, God gave you this body. It's yeah. yours. You need to take care of it. It's an amana. It's a yes, trust, you know? Yes. And it's a gift in and of itself. Like, you know, it's healthy. It's this and that. But if you're going to go and starve yourself and do all of these things to this gift, like, how can you even love it in the end after all of that? You know, I And I think it takes a while to get there. It does, but then it's, it's an issue of who even, like, am I anymore? Yeah. Like, if you've gone through so many things where you're on all these different diets and you're trying your best to do all these exercises to look a certain way. It's like, who, what do you even like, what, what are, you, are you trying to what become? Are you, what are you trying to become? But then when you're trying to like get out of that, like what do you even look like naturally anymore? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause you, yeah. you lose sight of who you even like were before. And it's kind yeah. of like, okay, well, what does this even look like? What is, yeah. what is normal? I think that was something I struggled with so much. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is normal? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think, um, ultimately it comes down to who are you doing it for you know yes like oh i, I this sounds so cliche but you're like the main character of your own story but you starving yourself or you doing all of these things to yourself even though you're perfectly healthy um you're only hurting yourself in the end mm -hmm. you know you're doing all these things to what to make yourself beauty for other people like does that even right. beautiful for other people does that even make sense and unfortunately i feel like when you're going through something like that um you don't see it that way until no, afterwards. As someone not. who's observed this with a lot of other people, um, like it just it just casually comes up in conversations. Like, oh, my stomach says this and this and that, and I'm just like, but 
like who cares yeah everyone has their insecurities and insecurities are perfectly normal i'm over here i wouldn't mind being a couple inches taller like i'm not i'm trying to lighten it up a bit but like um you know everyone has those insecurities and those are normal but it cannot be a focus point in your mind but unfortunately just the way that things are it it usually ends up becoming such a big issue for so many girls out there and i think that's something that the hijab is supposed to be a barrier for it's supposed to make you not focused on the way that your body looks but unfortunately that that's just not the case anymore you know yeah because Because you're you're being fed so many different things so many different different outlets Yeah. yeah And it's, it's just the way, like, I think you have to understand, too, if you're someone who is currently going through something like this, you have to understand that you're, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to hear. But when you're, when you're, when you're indulging in this sort of diet industry, whole shenanigans, whatever, and you have all these celebrities who are promoting all of these like detox teas or mm-hmm. diets or they're constantly posting pictures of their body online mm-hmm. and you're just like oh dang like that's I want to look like that you know when you're when you're when you've stepped foot in that when you're indulging that you have to realize that even if you quote unquote like fix something about yourself there's always going to be another popular thing to fix and you know what I yeah. mean and so it's never going to be enough at the end of the day you and this is something I cannot stress enough this is all areas of your life this applies to but when it comes to this, especially, no matter like how hard you try, you, try mm-hmm. you think, okay, when I lose X amount of weight, I'm gonna be happy. When I do this thing, I'm gonna be happy. When I'm you're this never thing, I'm happy. going yeah. to be happy if that's your mindset. Yeah. You reach a point and you're like, I want more. Mm-hmm. You know. And then it just becomes an obsession. Yeah. And then it's just it's just devastating to see, unfortunately. But then it comes down to. Why can't you be? Why can't you define beauty for yourself? You know. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that. It's a lot of people, and it's taken me a while to realize too, but like beauty is not defined by everyone and what they think is beautiful. Yes. Beauty should be defined by what you think is beautiful. And what you yeah. think is beautiful should be what's natural. Yes. What you already look like. What God has already given you. That gift that he's given you, you know? Right. It's it's your body and it's going to be with you forever. But if you start messing with it now and you start destroying it from such a young age, from 11, 12, 13, however young you are, yeah. and you're having these thoughts, and so you try to go and quote-unquote fix yourself, it's going to be devastating in the long run. It you is. can cause things that can happen to your body, yes. this gift that was given to you, and you permanently damage it. Yes. You know, you have to take care of what's been given to you. I'm not saying, you know, go, like, into the other extreme where you don't care at all. Right. But I'm saying you have to find a moderate. Islam is all about moderate and being balanced right Right. the The same thing comes with self-love you know you can still love your body and still go eat what you want right but you can you can still be healthy about it you know right and you but you really you have to sit down and self-reflect what do i think is beautiful what what makes me feel beautiful you know it shouldn't be what what is beautiful to other people it should be what's beautiful in your own eyes yeah i think that something like you know you mentioned earlier that our body is an amanam and amana is a trust right so your body is, you know, in Islam, we believe that, you know, we're, we're a soul, mm-hmm. right? We're a soul, not a body. We're given a body to be kind of the vessel for our souls yes. in this life. But your body, as we know it now, it's not coming with you to paradise. Mm-mm. It's not coming with you to the afterlife, right? Your soul is. And even though we have this body and it's temporary, God tells us, again, it's a trust from him to us. 
that means, and this is something that changed my perspective, but it means that, you know, when, when someone trusts you with something, what do you do? You take care of it, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're traveling and you give someone your pet and you're like, I need you to take care of my pet while I'm gone, mm-hmm. you're going to feed that thing. You're going to make sure it goes outside. You're going to mm-hmm. make sure that it gets enough water. You're going to, you know, make sure it's comfortable. It's in the happy. same way, right, in the same way, you have to take care of yourself. If God has given you, first of all, the blessing of a fully functioning body, mm-hmm. and if he's trusting you with it, and he's given you the blessing of access to food and water whenever you can have it, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, all these all these things, then you have to realize that it is your responsibility to take care of yourself. It's your responsibility to sleep enough. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility to fuel your body enough so that it functions properly so that you can worship God, you know, right? And at the end of the day, like, I know this sounds really depressing, but at the end of the day, we're all going to pass away. Right. And those bodies, our souls are going to rise and our bodies are going to stay here. Yes. But basically, those bodies aren't going to stay with us forever. Like you said, like when we right. go to paradise, inshallah, God willing, it's sure. not going to be there with us physically, right? And, and when you're getting washed on your burial day, no one cares about how skinny you were, how big your, how big this was and how small yeah. that was. No one cares. It matters about what you did with that body the actions that you performed with that body not the way it looked it does not matter like it's okay to feel beautiful and it's okay to want to want to feel beautiful but if it's at the expense of harming yourself and to the point of not only harming yourself physically but also it it causes uh emotional and mental problems as well you know where you fall into this constant cycle and it can be hard to get out of um and then you see other people fall into it too you're like no don't do that to yourself it's not worth it yeah you know and i think that's the biggest thing you have to realize it's not worth it it doesn't matter as long as you're doing good things with the body that god has given you at the end of the day when you return it you want to return it in better condition than it was given given to you it grew with you as you got older that body got older with you right and at the end of the day when it's returned or at the end of your life when it's returned you want to return in the best condition possible not the most quote-unquote beautiful condition it doesn't matter and i think something and you 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 said this but something that we forget is that like this life is is temporary Mm -hmm. and and like you said when we when we pass away you know, no one's going to remember us by, oh my gosh, like she was so skinny. She had such a small waist. She had such perfect proportions. Mm -hmm. Like no one, no one remembers you for that. What are they going to, like you said, they're going to remember you for your actions, the impact that you had on other people. We tend to forget that, right? Mm -hmm. When we die, we're not going to be resurrected thinking about, oh my gosh, like I had the most perfect body back in the day. Yeah. That's not anything that it does not, like you said, it does not matter. matter. So it really, it really is not, is not worth it. And then you were talking about beauty and, and who defines beauty and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and I think it's, it's so crazy because I think when I was like younger, a few years ago, you know, you, you're so influenced by like celebrities or mm-hmm. people that you see on TV or models or magazines that are yeah. constantly the front page, lose X amount of weight. You know, th- these things, they're meant to trap you. Mm-hmm. They're meant to trap you. They're there for a reason. Like I said earlier, you try to fix one thing about yourself, there's going to be more that you have to do. There's going to be more supplements. It's it, it, Honestly, it's a suction. They suck you in mm-hmm. so that it's a constant cycle. And they end up making money off of you in the end of Exactly, the day. and that's all they're doing. They're profiting off of your insecurities yeah. because you don't see yourself as good enough because of all these influences. Yeah. But I think, and I'm just going to say like one mm-hmm. more point, sorry, but, um, you know, there's people that, the the industry nowadays like for example the kardashian jenner sisters they are seen for for a lot of people they are like the staple of beauty they have quote unquote perfect all these things but they're so fake that's but that's not even the point the point yeah. is it's like 
back, I guess, like, a few years ago, I could have looked at them and been like, oh, yeah, like, that's the ideal sort of, like, body. That's that's beautiful. But now when I'm like, they are so ugly. Like, what? Because what it's is not this? natural. It's, it's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like, who defines beauty? Because that's not, that's not it. At yeah. least for me. Like, that's not it for me. Yeah. You know? Because, like, I always see, like, how, like, it's all, I'm sorry, but the Kardashians and the Jenners are all plastic in the end. Not it's even all, just them. It's, it's like all so many other so people. So many of these celebrities and people yeah. that people idolize because we were talking about how in past episodes how um, you have the human nature, the human tendency to want to idolize something. Yes. And unfortunately, if you don't believe in God, who are you going to idolize? Other humans that you think are better than you. Yes. Right? And so when you're idolizing these things or these people, right, it's not natural. You know, they have these these BBLs and this and that, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's not naturally obtainable. Like, okay, you can starve yourself as much as you want, but you're not going to get that unless you go and get, like, liposuction or something. Yeah. It's not good. It's not going to happen. And even when you do have it, you're not going to be happy. You know, like how they say money doesn't give you happiness. Yeah. The same thing comes with a perfect body. Okay, you have it. Now what? Yeah. And, and then it changes over time. Like, these yeah. trends change over time. And then, yeah. sorry, you were talking about the whole industry and things like that. Who runs that industry? We, right? Yeah. Like, think about it like this. We wear hijab to to not have the male gaze on us, right? Right. In but, part. Uh, in part of yeah. it. That's a portion of it, obviously, right? But if we're trying to fix our bodies and this and that, why, why are we doing that? So we can have people look at us and think that we're beautiful, so we can have the male gaze on the us. The attention. The attention. Right. Not, not even just from men anymore, unfortunately. But, yeah. like, like we're the whole point of hijab and this barrier that's given to us, part of it, is to avoid having that attention on us. Yeah. When you're trying to fix your body and this and that, you're doing it for other people's gaze. Yeah. It's not has nothing to do with yourself. And then the people that are running those industries, they're just profiting and profiting and profiting off of all of these girls. Yeah. From a young age. And then it sticks with you forever. And then what yeah. ends up happening is it gets passed down generation to generation. You right. see your mom not fitting nicely in a swimsuit or say like and or then she's you're, making comments about or making her comments about her body. And then what's gonna happen is you're gonna think the same way. Yeah. And then when you have kids, unless you break that generational cycle it's just gonna keep getting passed down yeah. and down and down and, and and it's really it's messed up unfortunately it's sad it's really sad especially when you see that when you see kids who 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 have influences around them who are so self-conscious yeah. you know what i mean who are always constantly making they're always making comments about themselves mm-hmm. as a kid if you're looking at someone like that you're seeing that the, your whole life these adult figures are just trying to lose weight they're they're always trying commenting on other people's bodies or, yeah. or on their own bodies how are you going to feel when you're growing up and that's something that if you are someone who's struggling with with um this sort of you know body dysmorphia right now I'm telling you, like like we said before, it's not worth it. But also, you have to be so conscious of who your audience is mm-hmm. when you say who are these you things. Who are you? Here? Right? Who is who is listening to you or looking at you say these things and then becoming influenced yeah. by it? And there's this is something too that I think is so important is we are so harsh on ourselves, and that's just a common fact. I think especially yes. as women, we can be very very harsh on our looks, especially. Mm-hmm. But and this is a common saying that I mean, I'm sure most of you have heard, but if, if we talk to our best friends the same way that mm-hmm. we talk to ourselves, like we would have no friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you look in the mirror and you hate everything that you see mm-hmm. and you make it, you know, you're, you're constantly having these mental things that you're saying to yourself, oh my gosh, you're so ugly. You're so fat. You're so disgusting. You need to lose what you need. You yeah. know, if you were saying those things to your best friend, you would lose that person as a yeah. friend. So why, and again, we're all guilty of this, to be honest, but why do we talk to ourselves in this way? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's something that you have to put into perspective because if you don't, it becomes out of hand. It becomes yeah. a cycle that you cannot 
that you cannot break and it just goes over and over and over again. Um, And the whole thing about plastic surgery. So plastic surgery, I think, can be a very controversial topic nowadays. You know, you have some people that are like pro-plastic surgery, some people that are like not plastic, you know, against it. Um, In Islam, plastic surgery is actually prohibited unless you have an actual valid reason of doing something. Like, for example, if you have if you, a cleft lip or something. Or if you've broken your nose and yeah. you just cannot breathe properly and you have to get it fixed or, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get it reshaped. Okay, that's permissible. Um, but just to get plastic, to get plastic surgery because you hate a part of your body, that's 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 wrong because we believe, you know, God tells us in the Quran that he created all of us perfectly. Yes. He shaped all of us perfectly. And so we should not go out and get the, that plastic surgery mm-hmm. for no reason. Just because, like, you know, I know a lot of people that have, like, you know, they're like, oh, I have a bump in my bump on my like the bridge of my nose. I want to get that fixed. Like yeah. that's you can't just do that. You know, you have to have an actual valid reason to mm-hmm. get plastic surgery if you need it. But um, a lot of people, and this is something that I see and personally, my stance, I guess, on this issue is how are you ever going to feel true happiness with who you are? If every time you don't like something about yourself, you just change it. Yeah. Right. Like if someone's like, oh, like. I want bigger boobs, for example, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, okay, let me go get a boob job. Well, it's like, how are you ever, how are you ever going to be happy with who you truly are as a person if you're just constantly being like, oh, I don't like this, let me change yeah. it. And not you know? only that, like to expand on that, um, society as a whole, right? Trends come and go. Yeah, they'll stay for a couple months and then they'll leave. So you're going and doing this to your body, and then okay, big boobs aren't in anymore. Like even with the Kardashians, like it's they're yeah. like getting their like injections <laughs> taken out or this or that. I don't even know how it works. And now they're all like super like flat. So now yeah. what are people gonna go do? They think that their big boobs aren't pretty anymore. Or they think that their BBLs aren't pretty anymore. So they're gonna go and get it removed, or yeah. they're gonna get breast reduction surgery and all this to look like these things that are temporary. It's yeah. all purely temporary, and it also comes to show like when you do all of this, you're you're ultimately putting your your dunya over your deen. Yeah. You're, you're putting this life over the next. Right. Because you're so focused on that, and that is not something that you should be focused on. Because like you said, God created us beautifully. Yeah. In, in our own way. We're already perfect the way we are, right? And I think that this comes, we can tie this into like, like weight, for example, and the number on the scale. Yeah. Right? People think that that number defines them. Your worth is not defined by numbers. And it's not only in terms of beauty. Like, unfortunately, at school, for example, standardized tests. You right. get this test score, then you you are good enough to go into this school. Right. You get this test score, you're good enough. But you get this, oh, you're not good enough. You're you're, you're not worth it. It's right. not, you, you don't deserve to be there. And unfortunately, that's something that's instilled into us from a very young age is that numbers define us. Define us. And that's not the case. And I think we can, this can move us into our next topic. But the value and worth of a woman in Islam is so high. It has nothing to do with numbers, right? Right. Like a mother, uh, Jannah, where is it under? A mother's feet, right? Paradise lies under your mother's feet, right? That's just, it's not your father's feet. Yeah. It's your mother, you know? When a man marries a woman, he completes half of his deen and vice versa, right? But it's just, there is so much value in being a woman, you know? And it's just... I don't know. So just the concept of just numbers defining who you are, it's just you have to really, really realize that that's, that in and of itself is, is going against what Islam teaches us. It's a false right? concept. It's a false concept. And if you're really trying to become a better Muslim, you have to realize first step is these numbers don't define me. You have to let go of yeah, that. Yeah, you have to let go of that. And, and you I have to look at what actually defines you as being right. a good person. You know, what actually gives you value and what gives you worth. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, you were talking about this whole, I was going to talk about the number thing yeah. as well. We are, like Asif said, from such a young age, these numbers are thrown at us mm-hmm. as this is your worth, right? You, you're not even just test scores, your grades, mm-hmm. your rank, yeah. your GPA, 
Um, and then when you, you know, when you talk about all this body image stuff, your weight, the, um, like the size of your weight, your waist? yeah, your inches of your waist or other plate, like, it's yeah. like, why are we, why are we placing so much value on, on these numbers? And you were talking about, you know, your worth. Yeah. And like Asif said, you know, these, in Islam, women have so much value. Like the, you know, we believe that the men, they are essentially the, you know, the, the caretakers of, of their women, mm-hmm. you know, our men are supposed to be, yes. right? Like they're supposed to be the caretakers of the woman. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get married, your, your husband is supposed to take care of you. Yes. Right? Like <laughs> you're supposed to be treasured. When, you're you, su- exactly. when a father has a daughter, right? He's, a, she is the path to, to Jannah for him. Exactly. And even, you know, when, you know, we have all these, uh, at least I think we've talked about this probably in our other hijab, in our last uh, hijab episode, our very first episode, but women essentially, like even especially in um, when in the hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he said, you know, ummak thumma, ummak thumma, ummak oh, yes. thumma, like your mother, your mother, your mother, and then your father, mm-hmm. right? Again. Give them context for that so that way. Oh, so, yeah. right. So there <laughs> was you a, and I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. About. There was a guy that asked the Prophet, peace be upon him. Um, what, did he, what did he ask him? It, it was, was like, like, it was something about um, who do you love most? Your mother. Oh, right, who's right, next? Right. Your mother. Who's yeah. next? Your mother. And, and then, then he asked father. again, and then your father. Right. So that, again, that just goes again to show the value of women in Islam. God commanded women to cover up mm-hmm. all the way. Not not men, because they have their own form of, of covering. But he commanded women to cover all the way up. Why? Because People, we're again, they think that it's an oppressive thing. But like I see just said, it's because we're precious, because we're valuable. Mm-hmm. Because we need to be seen as people who... Um, who are like like you said they're, they're treasured yeah. you know and it's I think something that's that I think is so beautiful about hijab is it not it does not just allow for other people to to see you know that you you don't place your value in your looks and and mm-hmm. all these things but it also it allows for you to recognize your worth yes. your values and to respect yourself mm-hmm. that is these are like fundamental things for me when it comes to hijab is that it's not just that I'm showing other people these things yeah. it's that I have to believe it about myself too that my worth does not come from what I look like it does mm-hmm. not come from my outward appearance it comes from genuinely who am I what is my identity what do I do with what I've been given who, do I want to become? who am I impacting yeah. what is you know what are my abilities what is my mannerisms what is my character mm-hmm. it, you know that that's what gives you your value that's what gives you your worth and then it allows you to respect yourself for those things and it makes you confident mm-hmm. that's the thing too Islam takes the pressure off of us women to look a certain way because that doesn't matter. It does like Like we said, we all want to feel beautiful. As a woman, we want to feel beautiful. We mm-hmm. want to feel wanted. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just a straight-up fact as, as it's women. It's just human nature. Right. But at the same time, God is telling us your worth is not based on what you look. Wanting you should not be because of what you look mm-hmm. like, right? So it allows you to respect yourself and it allows you to find confidence in who you are and not just what you like. That's the value of yeah. women in Islam. And I'm about to be, right? yeah, I'm about to be really blunt with this, and I'll come back to what you were saying earlier. But when you look in the mirror, you were talking about this earlier. When you look in the mirror and you see all these things, oh, I hate this about myself, and I hate that about myself. Um, wake up call. I hate to say it, but no one else notices those things. No more often than not, yeah. more often than not, no one else is gonna see that. Oh, I have quote unquote fat fingers. Yeah. Oh, I have quote unquote no thigh gap or this and that. No one cares. No, no one one's cares. No, because everyone is so focused on themselves. Yeah. You know, and you should be focused. Like you said, it 
focused on your success as a person, yes. focused on who you're influencing, like you said, and all of these other things, and not what you look like. Because at the end of the day, everyone's focusing on themselves for different reasons. Yeah. And, and no one's going to look at you like, mm, you know, you're just a little bit asymmetrical in your face. Yeah. Or like, and, mm. and that's another thing, too, is, like, when you pick your friends, do you be, do, I'm like, oh, Asil, I'm sorry, you're too you're short just... to be my friend. Like, you know, yeah. you, don't, you don't approach you don't do people that. and be like, oh, yeah, like, I just don't like the way that you look, so I'm not going to be your friend. Yeah. What do you, you become friends with someone because of who they are as a person. And how they make you feel. And, how, and, and this is another thing, you were talking about worth earlier. A lot of people derive their worth from, again, these numbers. Yeah. But for me, when I think of what my worth is, I think about what fulfills me. Mm-hmm. What are the things that I can what do that make content. me feel fulfilled? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from personal experience, starving yourself, that does not fulfill you. Yeah. Because that just makes you, like, really depressed and sad, and it doesn't yeah. give you anything. Like, you don't feel like you're getting anything out of it, mm-hmm. right? The only thing, and this is another thing that I wanted to mention, is, you know, as I was saying earlier, you know, you, you think that when you reach a certain point, when you reach a certain weight, when you reach a certain waist size, you're going to be happy. No, you're going to be constantly seeking more because it's temporary happiness. It's like in when the you, moment. Right. It's like, oh, I finally reached this number on this scale. Great. Now I'm happy. But the second you fluctuate, it's like, oh my gosh, end of the world. Yeah. So it does not make and you happy. So your worth really yes. is derived from the things that fulfill you and focusing hyper-focusing on what you look like it's not does not fulfill yeah. you. Yeah. It, it never has for anybody, you And know? it never will. Right. It never will because, you know, one day you can weigh this, but the next day, especially as women, right? Yeah. Our body weight fluctuates and increases depending on the time of the month or depending right. on, like, your water intake or this and that, right? And it's just the human – it's just the way that we are as yeah. women, you know? We definitely have more fluctuations in, like, compared to men, especially right. in terms of weight because, unfortunately, like we were saying earlier, a lot of people define themselves with the number on the scale. Right. Right? But you can be, like – this weight one day and then five pounds heavier a couple days later. Right. And that's okay. That's natural. And if anything, that's a good thing that your body is working that way. And you should be thankful that you are healthy. Yeah. You know? And um, what was I going to say? Crap. This always <laughs> happens. It's like, ugh. I know. You have a train of thought and it's just kind of And like, I just like uh, disappears. Blank. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no one notices these things about you except for yourself. And, oh, we were talking about contentment and what makes you feel fulfilled. Right. right? You know, our... I feel like as humans, for the most part, most of us run off of a reward system, right? Yeah. We do this to achieve that. You know, right. motivation. What motivates you? Yeah. And that's something that you really have to think about. If what's motivating you is what you look like, then you really, really need to look back and be like, okay, you, your motivation should have nothing to do with what your body and physical yeah. appearance is whatsoever. If yeah. that's even a thought in regards to motivating you to eat healthier or motivating you to go to the gym or this and that, um, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable because it's not going to last. Because say you're you're trying to eat healthy in front of other people. What are you going to go do? Behind the doors, you're going to binge. Right. And you're going to eat all those quote-unquote bad foods that you shouldn't be eating in the first place. When you could just eat it when you feel like eating it and give yourself that contentment in the moment. Like Moderation. say you're really craving that cookie. Go eat your cookie. Right. Right? But you're not going to be like, no, I'm not going to eat that cookie. And you're thinking about it because you're restricting yourself. And you're constantly thinking about it. And you're constantly about thinking about time. it. It becomes an addiction, an obsession <laughs> of some is. sort. It is. Absolutely. And then what are you going to go and do a couple hours later when no one's looking? Or you think no one's looking, but God's always watching, right? Right. And, and you know what you've done. You're going to go and you're going to eat the whole box. Right. And then later you're going to feel bad And that's about not it. healthy. And like this not. cycle of restricting and binging and, yeah. and whatnot, like that's not a healthy way to live and, yeah. and it's it's just it's not and I've heard and I, this is something that it just it, it brings me so it makes me so sad when I when I hear these things but I you know I've had I've heard someone say like um I need to get skinnier before I, I get married yeah you know or I should have been, been I should have been by skinny now. by now or yeah. like all these things and it's like 
again, when we're tying this into the value of women in Islam, that was never the point. Yeah. Right? If you're as an, uh, you know, as Muslim women, we want a righteous spouse. Mm-hmm. This righteous spouse, like he's he should not be looking at a woman for what and of course you have to have physical attraction. I'm not saying that there isn't. Yeah. But at the same time, like the person, like the looks change. You're gonna get older, mm-hmm. you're gonna look like you're gonna age. You're gonna age. Exactly. When you have a kid, your body's gonna change. Exactly. Like, and that's the beauty of our bodies as women too, is that they're meant to go through they're these meant to adapt. changes. Yeah. They're meant to exactly they're meant to adapt. So anyway, Islam it really, like I said, it just it really takes that pressure off of you to look mm-hmm. a certain way. Because your body's not being shown anyway. Yeah. And God is reminding you every single day that I put my hijab on, God is reminding you that this, you know, your worth, who you are as a person, it was never based on this outside. Yeah. You're not, but you're not being judged on the day of judgment for what you look like. Whatsoever. Ever, yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it really does, it takes that pressure off of you. It's like, when you're presenting yourself, people are going to see who you are, but yeah. you have to believe it first. You have to know yes. who you are first. You have to have an identity. And that's something you know? that definitely takes a while. Absolutely. To, and, like, we're still building that to this day. We're still growing, you know? But if it's going to be a lot harder to build an identity if you're so focused on what you look like rather than what you've done. Because who are you? Because, exactly, who are you? Because your your physical appearance does not define you as a person. No. It does not. It, it What you've done and the, the things that you've accomplished and who you've impacted and who you hang around and all of these things and, um, and your religiosity, that's what defines you. Yeah. But not what your body looks like. And I think that's, it's, it's become so normalized too. And it's so sad. Like all like girls having like eating disorders, like you look everywhere and you can just you can just see it. Absolutely. I'm like walking in the school hallway sometimes, I'm like, You've lost so much weight. Like you can just see it. Absolutely. What are you who are you doing it for? You're doing it for your boyfriend, you're doing it for this person. You're not doing it for yourself, that's for sure, because you're you're torturing yourself. In the end, it's a form of self harm. It's and it's a form of it's a form of torture and a form of self harm. You know, people say like, you know, doing other things is a form of self harm, but starving yourself or excessively working out or being constantly constantly obsessed with the ideal or perfect version of yourself that's a form of self-harm and 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 it's so normalized now you look everywhere and you're like you have an eating disorder and wow you just said you had an eating disorder and you literally out of nowhere you just went i'm not skinny enough what like yeah and that's not something that should be normalized i in our society unfortunately is normalizing everything now everywhere you turn everything is normal you want to you want to go do this okay that's that's cool you do you i think that's just what it's come down to is you do you but when it comes to your body and and the way you talk about your body that is not something that should be normalized no self-hate should not become normalized self-harm should not be normalized and and you were saying you know everywhere you turn you see it's so true it's so true and it's i think it's it's so like you said it's also it's just so sad just to see that there are people who who genuinely and and that's the thing about when you have a mental illness like that is that you're genuinely convinced that you're not good enough. You you're see genuinely something convinced. different. Yeah, yeah, you see something that that nobody else that nobody else sees about you, and that's what makes it so hard to just kind of break that to break that cycle. But mm-hmm. it's it's just it's so hard because genuinely it is everywhere you look. There's someone else who's who's struggling. Yeah. I even had like, I had a six year old girl that I teach one time, and she was she's kind of a drama queen, but you know that's besides <laughs> the way. she she came up she's to me and six. she told me that she was like, um, my mom told me that eating chips makes you fat. And I was just kind of like, oh my, like, what do you even that, say to that? Exactly, because it's like, you know, there's there's such a, it's hard being a teacher because it's like, you don't want to contradict what a child's parent is telling them, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you don't want to watch them struggle with these, like, body image issues that mm-hmm. 
are probably going to happen later on in the future regardless. So it's kind of like, that's why it's so important as, as people, as whoever we are, like it doesn't matter, but it's so important to set that example mm-hmm. that, you know, to build an environment at home where you're not constantly hyper-focusing on what you look like. Mm-hmm. Health is great. I, no, there's nothing against Having health. Having a healthy home is good. Having a healthy lifestyle yeah. is good, but you have to recognize that there's a fine line between being healthy and being, being obsessed with being, the way you look. Being what I'm going to call too healthy, yeah. which is not even healthy at all, right? Because yeah. if you're constantly just eating like salads and fruit all day like that doesn't sustain you yeah you know what I mean if you're constantly being like I'm gonna work out like so much you know so many calories off of my you know off in a day that's not healthy either too much of anything is not healthy too little of anything is not healthy Mm -hmm. so I guess do you have any tips for how to kind of build that healthy have a moderation in your life well I think this goes back to something that I was saying earlier right just I think it becomes more like body neutrality. Why can I never say things? You know what I'm talking about. Like, where it's just kind of like, you know, oh, like, you know, I love my body. It's there, you know? Yeah. But it's not like you're obsessed with the way it looks. If it changes a little, that's fine. But it becomes more of you. Don't restrict. You know, if you, if you, your kids want to have, to buy cookies from the grocery store, get them them cookies, you know? Maybe you can get a healthier version of the cookies just because, like, you know, a lot of sugar and this and that. But at the same time, if they want it, give it to them. Don't teach them from a young age that, oh my God, no, don't have that, you know? That's going to make you fat. It's going to make make you this this and that. You know, if they want dessert that day, let them have dessert, Because then you're still placing the focus on the body. Exactly. I think, I I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, with making sure that your, your kids or whoever are around you know that, you know, we, the reason why we don't eat too much of this is because it has a lot of sugar it has a lot of sodium you know those things are not good for your body mm-hmm. health wise not they're gonna make you fat yes. that's gonna make you fat teach kids that you know actually it's not even about the fat it's about the fact that we, we want you to not be sick you don't want to you know like, we don't want to overlook something exactly like that. Like, i think that the narrative has to change the narrative has to change Skinny isn't healthy. I think that's something you have to realize too. Being skinny does not mean you're healthy. It isn't equal. It does not. Right? There's no. There's no correlation. You every know? every person's body type is, is different. different. For some people, they're just naturally very thin, and that's just how they are. Great. If for some uh, other people, yeah. that's not the case. But I think, and that's something that we all fall victim to is like we look at someone who's like really skinny, and we're like, oh, they're like so healthy. Like and I want to look like case. that. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think another thing too is like if you're really struggling with those thoughts in your mind, like. I always say this, like, turn back to Allah and ask him to help you through it. Because sometimes, and don't isolate yourself. I feel like that's something that a lot of people do is when they're going through things like this, from what I've seen and from what I've observed, it's that they isolate themselves. They don't want anyone else in on this issue. But how... And and unfortunately, when you isolate yourself, you convince yourself that it's normal, that it's okay, that what you're doing, that this form of self-harm is perfectly fine. Yeah. But you need to have people around you that can give you that wake-up call, that what you're doing is not okay. You are hurting yourself. It's not okay, you know? So and you accept need to, that from other people, yes, too. Yes, you need to be able to listen. Yes. And this is in every single aspect of your life, whether you're trying to build moderation and not be as excessive in certain areas and others, you have to be able to listen to the people around you. And you and might be, ask for help. Yes. Because nine times out of ten, I guarantee you that if you look at someone and you ask them for help, they're going to look at you and be like, I've gone through the same thing. Yeah. Let me give you advice. Because it's you know not just I mean? you. That's something that... I think that a lot of people don't realize is when they're in that moment, they think they're the only ones in the world going through this. They think they're the only ones in the world restricting and going through this and that. And, like, it's not just you. Like what you said, like, you see it everywhere. Yeah. And when you're actually – I'm a very observant person, right? So when I'm looking around, I can see this everywhere because it's become such a common theme in my life, you know. But in that moment, for someone who may be going through that, 
they really think that they're alone in yeah. this world. And when and when you do that, you're causing those psychological issues. You know, you might fall into depression or you might develop really bad anxiety. You don't know, right? So you have to be you have to be able to ask for help and it's okay. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And your mental health directly affects your physical health mm-hmm. too. And right? and vice versa. Yeah. You know? So I think just being able to be in moderation if you really are craving something you really want something go have it it's okay i'm not saying be excessive with it but i'm just saying you know go give your your heart that contentment in that moment so that way you're not constantly thinking about it later yeah you know and really your ultimate focus in life should be what to be a better muslim right because at the end of the day you want to be able to pass away and inshallah go to paradise right you want to be able to pass care of your body is part of that Right? Taking, taking care, care of your, of your body and your mm-hmm. mind, it's a huge part of that. Because you're not supposed to harm your body in Islam. Right. You're not supposed to, you know, like, for example, tattoos, they're haram. Why? Because it's, like, permanent damage to your body almost. Right, right? to your skin. Exactly. To your, to your skin specifically. But, and that's that's huge, right? Right. So the same thing comes to when you're starving yourself. You're hurting your body. You're going against what Islam teaches you right. with hurting yourself. So just try to, I suppose, um shift your focus, distract yourself almost, and surround yourself with those people that are going to be that wake-up call, that are going to be those reminders for you. you And I I think that another thing, too, is we have to change, especially as women and as a collective society, we have to change the words that we use. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why do we classify certain things as good food, bad food, Mm -hmm. right? I think when you say stuff like that, it's like, oh, if I'm eating this, I'm being... Like, people go always say, oh, I'm going to be bad and I'm going to have one. I'm going to be bad yeah. and I'm going to eat this. Why are we saying that? You know, to anyone that's... Any small child that's listening, they're going to start to associate, oh, it's bad if I if I do this. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to change these words into something that are, are more accurate. There are foods, of course, that are nutritionally more good. nutritious. Yes. <laughs> and there are foods that are less nutritious. Yeah. It's not about being good versus being mm-hmm. bad. Or, for example, when people are like oh my gosh, like I feel so guilty for eating that. Why are we teaching people to be guilty for what they've mm-hmm. eaten? That's a yeah. thing. That's a real thing. You eat something and you feel so guilty after that. Why are we teaching people, why are we teaching our little girls to feel guilty over something mm-hmm. that they just ate? We yeah. have to change the words that we use. Yeah. We have to. And even just like, I think our just like general terminology, not even only regards to food. I yeah. just think in general when we're talking about ourselves yes. to other people. Yes. And you know, we shouldn't be afraid to use certain words. Yeah. And we shouldn't we shouldn't avoid certain things because it's like, oh, it's like saying, I don't know, like you don't want to fat shame, you want this and you don't yeah. want to do that. But at the same time, you know, what is there to shame? There's nothing to shame in the first place. You yeah. know, everyone's bodies were made the way that they were supposed to be. And Allah sees each and every single one of us as beautiful. As right? equal. As equal. Right. And it's not based off of what we look like in the end of the day. Right. It's we all have the same. We're all human. We're all human. Exactly. Know? And it's based off of what have you done with your life. I think yeah. that's what it is. What are you going to do with the body that you've been yeah. given? What are you going to do with it? It's not what it looks like. Because when if you were to peel back all the layers of fat, muscle, skin, everything, we all have the same skeletons. We're we all, all the same, same bones. Same. We're all the same. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too, is that Allah even tells us that he created us differently. Yeah. There's a point in that, yeah. you know? And you were talking about shaming, you know, body shaming in general. We, we are, you know, we try our best to not body shame other people, yeah. but then we go and body shame ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? And that goes back to the whole thing of if you talk to yourself the same way that you talk to, uh, or if you talk to your friends the same way that you talk to yourself, like, you're going to be left with absolutely no friends because mm-hmm. that's horrible. And I think... Right? That shows yeah. the magnitude of, of how horrible it... <laughs> We do our, you know, how horrible mm-hmm. we act towards ourselves. And I think to go off of that friend thing as well, right? Like, 
don't normalize jokes about body shaming. Oh my god! And that's something that's become so common, and like with dudes and with girls, right? Yeah. You hear it everywhere, all, all of the time. Like, okay, maybe it's funny the first time, but you don't know what people are going through behind the scenes because, unfortunately, when people are going through those things, they isolate themselves and they and joke to, about it, to and make they it joke about feel it, make like it feel le- yeah. feel normal, feel funny, and to make it feel less severe, right? Yes. But as a collective, we should not be cracking jokes about bodies, about about body shaming about oh you know you have that oh that's that's like you yeah know, this or that like I'm not even gonna make any jokes but like we all we've all heard them yeah right have, so absolutely. that's something that within your own friend groups if you realize that the people that you're hanging around are talking like that either advise them not to because you really don't know what other people could be going through you don't they might not know what you're going through what the right. heck and then and if it's just not changing then go find other people that are focusing on better things yes because that should not be the topic of conversation that should not be the main topic in conversation bodies body shaming it gets it gets really exhausting like when you're around people that only care about what they look like it's really exhausting you know what i mean and 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 i guess that like you know it's not even just about bodies it's about like you know makeup too yeah. You know, people who feel the need to pile on makeup because they don't feel beautiful without it. And you're allowed to you wear know? makeup. There's nothing wrong with it. But if it's right. excessive it's to just, the point where you're trying to change the way if your face looks. If, exactly. And, yeah. and we see this all the time. Like, there are certain things, like, with makeup that you're just like, wow, this person looks completely different. different. And it's, again, if that's a form of expression for yourself, if you like to do it, great. But w- when you're doing it to the point where it completely, you can't you're, you're, you're hiding you something that you don't like, yeah. you, that's that's a little bit, it, it's, it's hard because it's kind of like, okay, you know, you have mm-hmm. to learn to accept yourself because those things are, they're there, yeah. you know? And I think that that's something that's really important. It's kind of like, it ties into the, the idea of like being two-faced and having a facade. Yeah. Right? You're, something you're to hide showing behind. something and then you're having, you're having this barrier, this wall that you've built to hide your real self. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the way it is. You should be the same around everyone, you know? You can wear makeup on, you know, whenever you want. If, you, if you're the type of person that likes to wear makeup every day, you do that. If you wear it on special occasions like me because my face breaks out, you know, <laughs> you do that, right? But don't do it so you're – don't do it with the intention of trying to have a facade or trying to beautify yourself to the point of not being recognizable. Like, there are some people that are wearing makeup and then they take it off and like, wow, you look – so like a completely different person yeah you shouldn't be trying to look like a completely different person you know and a lot of the time people look so much better when they're not no, hiding know. you know because it's I mean? just the way god created like, wow. you you know yeah. a little eyeliner here and there some blush like that's perfectly fine as long as it's natural and it's normal and it accentuates the parts of your body that you love the most i think yeah. that's what it is but it's not trying to hide the things that you don't like about yourself it's okay to have insecurities we and i think do. that's something we that needs to be do. normalized too yeah. everyone has insecurities right um but don't let those insecurities define you as a person. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Focus on the things that you find beautiful about yourself, uh, about your character, about the way you look, all of the above. And use that to define you as who you are, and, but not your insecurities. Right, and find things that fulfill you. Mm-hmm. Find things that truly bring you this happiness, this enjoyment, not just as a form of distraction, but as a form of really making you feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing mm-hmm. with my time. This is what I'm meant to be doing with the, with the very precious time that God has given me. Yeah. So I think that, you know, for any girls, young girls or girls our age or whoever it might be, I think especially speaking towards the younger teenage girls, which is when we tend to see all this stuff start to happen, you know, middle mm-hmm. school, this stuff becomes a little bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah, it becomes a little bit more, you know, focused upon. Do not, like, try your best not to be looking at social media and comparing yourself to every person that you see on there. 
chances are, you know, social media is very fake. You only see what people want you to see. You only see mm-hmm. the best angles and the best lighting and the best shots. Or Photoshop, Photoshop you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a saying that I've, I've heard and people, you know, someone says like the grass is always greener on social media mm-hmm. and it's so true. And yeah. especially with these celebrities, don't look up to them. Like there's nothing to look up to about these celebrities who, Everything. who like sacrifice their mm-hmm. lives just to look a certain way for the public or they yeah. have access to money, like so they can do anything they want to, to themselves. If you're a young girl, please, I'm, I'm like begging you, do not be influenced by these kinds of things because, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, it's just not worth your time. It's not worth your energy, and it's going to destroy you from the inside out. Yeah, it's going, and, and it, it becomes a, a point where it's like you against you, like your your brain is battling against the rest of your body. Cause yeah, you know? so it, it causes like this internal turmoil where mm-hmm. you're like, part of you knows that what you're doing is just it's not okay and if you had a friend that was doing the same thing to herself you would be like absolutely not but so so you know it's harmful you know it's Mm -hmm. not okay you know it's not sustainable but then you have this mental illness is these psychological thoughts that are constantly being like no you need to do this Mm -hmm. who are you without it yeah you know so it's it's you against you and i think that to basically sum it up once you find those things that bring your heart contentment and fulfillment and you focus your efforts on those things and you realize that your worth is not defined by a number and it's not defined by what society tells you and beauty is defined by you yeah and your value and worth is defined by what god has prescribed makes you worthy yeah essentially um your your that battle between in your heart and mind yeah. that turmoil inner turmoil within yourself is going to start to to calm down yes because you're once you find those things that bring you contentment and fulfillment you're bringing everything to an equilibrium everything is becoming to a general consensus because yeah. both your mind and your heart or your body and your mind or whatever those two things that are arguing or having that turmoil is they're going to realize that that thing brings you happiness it's going to it's going to satisfy both the needs right you know i think that's what it is so just Find those activities and that those things that bring you fulfillment. You and know? purpose. And if, things purpose, that make yes. you feel like, because you know, this God, is my purpose. And that's something. Sorry, this is, okay, this is a, this <laughs> yeah, is let's get let's a tangent. Okay, but this is something that when you're focused so much on your body, right, you don't, you don't ha- do those activities that feel like the, what gives me a purpose. You right? don't have the time or you, the energy to think yes. about these things. And then not only that, once you've finally fallen out of that cycle, at least, whether it's intermittent or whatever, intermittent or whatever. Like recovery. Yeah, recovery or, or whatever you're going through, right? Then you're still like, what purpose do I have, you know? Yeah. But God has, he, he got, God in the Quran says that he's given each and every single one of us a purpose. Yeah. He does not leave any of us without a purpose. So if you're in that point where you're recovering of whatever self-harm that you've done to yourself in the past, whether it's talking to yourself negatively or starving yourself or X, Y, or Z, right? Realize that you do have a purpose. And don't feel lost and hopeless because God has given each and every single one of us a purpose. You just have to find it. And you have to find yeah. it through those activities that fulfill the needs of both your heart and your mind and your soul. And God tells us, you know, that he created us to worship him. That yes. is our ultimate purpose. Yes. Right? That is the ultimate purpose. And it's very easy to feel lost when you don't have that and as your straight focus. Yes. You know, it becomes very easy to focus on the superficial things when mm-hmm. you're not thinking about, what you know what where am i where am i trying to end up mm-hmm. right and focusing on your body and feeling like your body and what your body looks like or your physical attraction or appearance or whatever is going to give you that that sense of purpose or fulfillment is equivalent to 
going to drugs or going to alcohol, in my opinion. Mm. I really do think so because I think you're turning to something to something else to make you happy when in reality you that turn should to be something you feel like you can control. Yes. Yeah. When in reality it should just be your relationship with God. Yeah. That and should be what fulfills you. Yeah. And just to like I have a couple pieces of advice, I guess. Um, I, I already mentioned, you know, not to be super hyper-focused on social media and what's what's on there. As mothers or as older women or anybody can do this, really, but just make sure that when you're in the vicinity of other people, that you make sure that you don't say things that could be a potential trigger because, again, you never know what someone's going mm-hmm. through, especially if you're a mother or if you're someone who is around kids a lot or whatnot. Make sure that you, you know, you, you model the behavior that you want your kids to to be able to um, implement, I guess, right? Yeah, so if yeah. you're constantly yeah. talking bad about yourself, you're, you, you have to know that you're, 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 you're being a catalyst to their problems later on mm-hmm. in life. You're going to cause them to have this sort of pain when it comes to their bodies yeah. and, and this kind of thing. So just be very conscious. And again, not just if you're a mother or, or a teacher, but anyone, you know, even children, us, even yeah. us if we're around children, like you have to make such a conscious effort not to speak negatively about your body in that way. Because children mimic what they see. They right. mimic what's around them in their right. environment. And you know? to make sure that you step in. Yeah. Step in when necessary. When step if, in appropriately, if, too. Right. Though. If you see someone that's struggling, figure out who that person is, what they need, and how you can help. Yeah. And if you're someone who's struggling, ask for help. I know this, These, especially when it comes to these mental sort of, you know, diseases and, and things like that, like, it's very hard to do that. It's very hard to admit to yourself that, that you want, that you need help. It's very hard to know that when you get help, things are going to change, mm-hmm. and they're changing outside of your comfort zone. That's very difficult. Yeah. But you you have to, like, there's nothing more courageous than asking for help sometimes, and I stand by that and, statement. Yeah. You know? And if people around you are telling you something that you might not be aware of, they're telling you you are having a problem, you are, you are hurting yourself, Listen to them. That's something yes. that's so important. Don't become hard-headed. Don't isolate yourself. Listen to them and try to really figure out. You might not even see it in the moment. I think that's yeah. something that happens yeah. to a lot of people. Is that They don't even realize it because it's become so normalized. And you've normal internally normalized it within yourself. Right. That, oh, I've eaten this much. Now I need to go run or walk to burn off those calories. Right. Or whatever the case is. I can have my next is. meal until I have X, you know. Yeah, calories burned. Or I'm gonna fast, so I all don't of eat. These or things, you I'm know? gonna fill myself up on water, so I don't Exa- eat. That's or... one that I see all the time. I'm right? like, like, okay, water is great, but so is food. You, you need, need food it. to survive. Right. If, if God didn't intend for us to survive with without food, then He wouldn't have provided us with food right. in the first place. It wouldn't be something that's that's necessary to have. Right. You need it to nourish yourself, to, in order to grow, in order to perform, and and. Like in school, for example, you're gonna be exhausted all the time if you don't eat. Right. You know, if you starve yourself, you're not gonna be able to think. You know, everything's connected in your body. And, and this this goes to show even even when we fast, right? God does not allow us to fast for thirty days straight. Yeah. Right. We have a time designated in the morning that yeah. we're supposed to wake up and we're supposed to eat. And even that that time, the Prophet peace be upon him told us, you know, so I said to him, he said, you know, mm-hmm. like eat suhoor, the meal before you know sun before fajr actually. Because there is blessings in suhoor. Mm-hmm. There's blessings when you eat that that that, yes. that meal in the morning. We're not we're not meant to go, you know, for long periods of time without without food. That's it's just something that we, we have to eat sustainably. And yeah. I guess I think for me, like my last piece of advice, and this might be a little I don't know how to explain, but okay. like um, if you are someone who is like you know you're a woman and you're struggling with these with these kinds of thoughts. It's normal. I know. It's unfortunately it's it's yeah. normal, right? But I would highly consider that you try 
to find the purpose of the hijab more, to find the meaning of the hijab. If you're not someone who wears the hijab, I'm not going to say put it on, but at the same time I'm saying put it on. Because like we were talking about earlier, the hijab, it removes that pressure it's from that you barrier. Yes. To, to help you feel and to understand and to truly know within your heart that your worth is not Define based on what you look like, right? Yeah. The hijab is there as a reminder every single day that there are so much more important things than just your outward appearance. So mm -hmm. if you're someone who's feeling all these things and you don't wear the hijab, I'm not saying that you put the hijab on magically, all your problems are solved. You have to work through it and you have to figure out what is that true meaning of the hijab, right? Mm -hmm. But it helps, it helps. And it, it's a, it serves as a constant reminder, right? And if you're yes. someone who does wear the hijab already, but you're still going through these things, you really need to figure out what it means it's, to you. It's, yeah, what is the purpose? And Try to align yourself yes. with what, what is it that God is really trying to, to tell me with this hijab? Mm -hmm. Is it just a piece of cloth on my head? You know, because that's that's not it, right? Yeah, and a lot of people think like that, unfortunately. And if you're not able to think, like you don't even know where to start when it comes to redefining what hijab means to you, regardless if you wear it or not, think about it like this. The hijab is meant to have people focus on your expertise, on what you're good at, on in, what's in your brain rather than your body, right? Right. So then you should be looking at yourself the same way. Yeah. You want people to view you the way you view yourself, right? Yeah. And if you want people to focus on your body, then you focus on your body. That's fine. But that's not what the hijab is about. The hijab is meant to to put a barrier between other people and your body. So that yeah. way they focus on what you're good at. Yeah. So they so that they see your expertise and this and that and that way they're not distracted by the way you look yeah. and by your by like how attractive you are, right? Yeah. So then that shouldn't be if that's not something that people should be focusing on, that's not something you should be focusing on either. Yes. And and I'm just going to put it out there especially for girls. Like I know that it's very difficult to be friends with, with girls. Like it it can be very difficult to be friends with Sometimes, girls. It can be yeah. very much drama all these things. But if you're around people that are that are current, like that are always prioritizing what they look like, or that they judge you for what you look mm -hmm. like, like I'm sorry, but you need to find other people. Not even yes. just when it comes to like friends, but even if, if it's like a guy and this guy's only hyper focused on what you look like and he's mm -hmm. not looking beyond that. I'm sorry, sis, but you you gotta go find somebody mm -hmm. else because that's not working. Because we've said you know? it before and we'll say it again, your friends are a mirror of yourself. Yes. Because if that means that they're viewing you like that, that means you're probably viewing yourself like that and viewing other people like that too, probably subconsciously. Like yeah. you don't mean to. Right. And it, unless you wanna be that kind of person, then sure you stay there. But your friends mirror who you are, who those parts of you that you might not even realize shine that, yeah. that you see it in your friends yeah. right so if that's what you want to be then fine you stay in that environment right right but if you want if if it's harming you and it's 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 devaluing you as a person then you need to find people that remind you of what's what's more important absolutely i think that's basically it yeah yeah absolutely okay so that was a really long enjoyed. episode i really i really like this episode a lot i feel like it yeah. was a much needed conversation it's something that unfortunately um, people tend to avoid a lot um, because it's taboo and it's hard to talk about things that affect all of us. Do you because, know what I mean? Yeah, and because um, when people do talk about it, it becomes more of a, oh, just like love your body, you know? Just like a just, very, just love yeah. your body. Like that's yeah. not. It's so much deeper than yeah. that. And I have never seen it being tied into Islam before, like on this level, especially yeah. when it's targeted towards young girls. Yeah. I have never once opened my Instagram page and seen people talk about, oh, no food rules and this and that, but like 
targeted towards young Muslim girls. Yes. Because we have an entirely different perspective yeah. than everyone else, right? right? We already have values set to it. Yes. Or, or we already have our worth given to right. us, right? It's been given to us. To it's, you it. just have to you find it. You just have it. to find it and believe and it. And so I hope that we kind of filled that void. In, I hope um, so too. Let us yeah. know how you guys felt about this episode. Yeah. and Maybe we'll do just, more like this. Yeah, just remember that you're not struggling alone and if you ever need anything, find those people that you can really trust and yeah. talk to and, and um, if you know Asil and I personally we're always yeah. we're always here and if you don't we're have those people here. turn to God because yeah. he will always help you he promises that so yeah. I will end this the way I always do thank you so much for listening <laughs> <laughs>